listening to the Elim Church Northampton podcast. This message was recorded live as part of our regular Sunday service. We know that this is a great investment into your life. So tune in and give it a listen. For more information, visit elimnorthampton.com. Well, it's a little bit different today, isn't it, guys? Well, we're going to finish with a lot of worship, I think. A good few songs after we've shared with you a really important day today. Um, not only is it Pentecost Sunday, but we are going to be launching our building fund today. So we're going to give you some update. Um, for those online too, it's a really important day. So we want you to just listen. We've been looking at our history of our church and, you know, Pentecost Sunday today, May 2023. So we're going to just share uh, today the, the message that we're going to bring to, and then we're going to pray at the end, and then the worship team's going to come back, and we're going to sing a couple of songs before we leave, uh, God willing. <laughs> okay, thanks, Linda. Okay, what an amazing day it is. In fact, what an amazing day to have your birthday on Pentecost. So if you've got your birthday as well, we're, we're great 28th of Mayers. You know, my birthday often falls on the day of Pentecost. Um, so why don't we read that great scripture? If you've got your Bibles, please turn to Acts, and it's chapter 2. On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. You know, let me just tell you about this one place. It was the upper room that Jesus had provided for them for the Last Supper. And then after Jesus had gone, so to speak, they continued to gather together. They continued to do, essentially, church. And they met together to pray together. So there they were. They were meeting together in one place. And suddenly, now I often say that God takes a long time to do something suddenly because they had been faithful in meeting together and praying. They had been told to wait in this place. Jesus, before he ascended, he said, wait in Jerusalem. And there was a reason why they had to wait. They didn't quite understand it, but like faithful believers that they were, they gathered together in the upper room, they met together and they prayed with one accord. And suddenly, there was one of these days when suddenly there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm. And it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames of tongues of fire appeared and settled on each one of them, every single one of them. And everyone was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. You know, these were ordinary people. These were men and women and just to clarify, there were probably 200 people gathered together at this point because a few days before it was recorded in Acts that there was the apostles often met together and prayed with a single purpose in mind. The women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, would meet with them and so would his brothers. And one day there were about 120 of the Lord's followers gathered together in this upper room. Now this is maybe a, a week further on or two weeks further on, but we can be sure that there were now more than 120 people gathered in that room together. What started off with just a group of 20 12 or is now um, increased to over 120. But they are ordinary 
men and women. They are so-called normal men and women. In fact, if we look at who was in the room, there was tax collectors, there were fishermen, there were political zealots, there was, um, there was even a seamstress, there was socialites like Joanna, there was mums like Mary. They were average people. Maybe some weren't average, but they were just a collection of people that were joined together by this one thing that connected them that they were believers of the Lord Jesus Christ. And they had been called together to wait upon the power that was to come. And when they were filled with this power, it was the infilling of the Holy Spirit that then these, these, these normal people, these ordinary people like you and me, suddenly became extraordinary people because they were now filled with the power of God. And although they were going about their business, doing their stuff, you know, when we look at perhaps the tax collector or the accountant or the seamstress or the mom, before they were filled with the Holy Spirit, they were doing the best they could. But when the power of God gets on the inside of you, he can take your normal stuff that you do, the stuff that you've been trained to, do and suddenly transform it that it is filled with the power of God and it is then for his glory because God needs people with all their skills with all their gifts with all their talents to build his kingdom to build his church so on this first day of Pentecost when we see what was it all about what was the main outcome and we often talk about being filled with the Holy Spirit and the personal benefits that we get for that but then when we read the scripture, we see this, that over 3,000 people were added to the church that day. Just a few weeks before, it was 12 people, then 120, and now there are over 3,000 people in such a short time. You see, God is about his business, building his church, but he chooses to use ordinary men and women like you and me. But he calls us to bring our skills. He calls us to bring our talent. He calls us to bring our time. In fact, he wants to build his church using us and through us. And the day of Pentecost should be a day that reminds us of that fact, that God will build his church through you and me. Acts 1 says this, but the Holy Spirit will come upon you and give you power. Then you'll be able to tell everyone about me in Jerusalem, in all Judea, in Samaria, and everywhere in the world. You might be in this place today or watching online, and maybe you're wondering what you can do for God. Well, when you are alone, when you are without the Holy Spirit, there is a limit to the power that runs through your life. But today, maybe at this Pentecost, you want a refreshing of the Holy Spirit. Maybe you're not sure you've ever been filled with the Holy Spirit and we'll give opportunity at the end of this, this meeting to pray for you. But with the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life, the ordinary becomes extraordinary. So what does that mean for you and me today? What does that mean for Elim Church Northampton today? It means that God is still in the business of expanding his kingdom, of building his church, and he still wants to use me and you. I've got some exciting news to tell you. The Elam Management Board have approved the go-ahead to the next steps towards us purchasing a new building. We are currently in the process of signing the heads of terms, which means we're going to sign the contracts. 
We're in the process of submitting plans to the council of the change of use for the new building to make it a place of worship. Please pray for those things. And today, Elim Church Northampton, we will be officially launching our building fund campaign for building this house. And today you will have the opportunity to join with us in bringing your gifts, your time, your talent, and your finances. So shall I tell you about the history? In April 1967, Elim Church, Northampton, was founded by evangelist named Alex T. He came to Northampton and he hired a place called the Carnegie Hall, which was previously a uh, historical library. He then did a two-week evangelistic campaign. He preached the gospel with fire. And then there were healings, there were salvations, so much so that they had to continue in that place for three more weeks. In May 1967, they found a mission hall on Abington Square, just across from this very building that we're in today. When you go out, you can have a look at it. It's right across the road. And they rented it. And there was the birthing of Elim Church, Northampton in May 1967. And it was really close to the date of the 28th of May. Awesome. But how did they do it? The congregation rolled up their sleeves and the congregation did a rapid renovation of works to make this place ready. In fact, there was a guy in the paper in 1967 called Tony Brooks, and there's a picture of him on the roof of this place, um, repointing all the bricks. He was a member of the church, and he was rolling up his sleeves. He was presenting his skills and his talents to build the house of God. Their first pastor was appointed, and his name was Pastor John Cuthbert. Now, in 1974, they moved on. They managed to purchase a place in Holston Road. It was Holston Road Methodist Church. Again, it needed a lot of work doing. It needed renovating. And so the congregation, again, rolled up their sleeves, brought their skills and their talents, and they started to renovate this building, so much so it was estimated that at least 10,000 work hours were spent to complete this building, including giving it a new floor. The volunteers, the volunteers were aged between 14 and 70. In 1989, Elim Church Northampton took another step of faith under Pastor John Lancaster, where they purchased Gladstone Road, our current building. They sold the Halston Road building, but they still needed £350,000 plus renovation costs. Now, 35 years ago today, the church members of Elim Church Northampton did these things. They prayed earnestly. They sweat as they worked hard and they brought whatever they could to the place. They rolled up their sleeves again and they got involved with the hard work. They gave so generously that they purchased the building of Gladstone Road that we have enjoyed for 35 years. But they've got a big debt. And in the 90s, the next pastor, Pastor David Kahn, came and his mission was to pray and pay. 
Under his leadership, the gathering of all the saints, the Elim Church Northampton congregation, over just four short years, paid off a debt of £500,000 so that Gladstone Road stands to us now completely debt free. And we have enjoyed the blessing of that. I think that deserves a round of applause. We have so much to give thanks for the previous generations of this church that have worked so hard and full of faith and they have given everything for the next generations that followed. We have enjoyed those seasons. In 2005, Pastor Jason and I came to Northampton. And over the years, we have revamped areas, we've renovated new areas, we've put in a new stage, built a new chapel, or uh, built new toilets, and we have done many things over the years. In fact, we have, we have used every spare space, every nook and cranny, until we had no space left. And in 2021, most of you were joining the journey with us in faith, we came here to the old Savoy Theatre. They are huge steps of faith, but they are huge steps of faith that we've got to do together. It's not a one-man band. It's not a one leadership. We are the church together, and together we have crossed over. And if we look at the history of Elam Church, Northampton, we have done it time and time again because God has been gracious and because God doesn't want us to stay still. He doesn't want us to stay comfortable. He doesn't want us to stay just in one place at a certain size. But he wants us to grow and expand the kingdom of God. Wow, history's so exciting, isn't it? When we were looking at that and we were going through the old paper cuttings of uh, the beginning of this church with people being healed and saved and the church was formed and the commitment and the man hours and the prayer and just the good stewardship. So we are at this point. So what about today? What about 56 years on from when this, start, this church was founded? What about our time? What, what is God placing before us so we then can carry on the baton for the next generation? If you think about when this church was birthed, me and Linda were three and four. Do you notice how I put my age three and four? Uh, so you can calculate now our ages. But um, it's amazing that they had no idea about the generations that it was going to affect in their lives. And today in this room and online, and those that will watch this back later as a part of our church, that what we do now will affect, affect our grandchildren and the next generation. This is not only just for our benefit right now, but it's for those that doesn't even know Jesus yet. For those that God's going to call into positions before Jesus returns to carry the gospel to reach as many people as possible. This is not just about a building. This is about the kingdom of God and affecting Northampton beyond for Jesus Christ. And what we do now, what we sow now, and what they sowed now benefited us. And what we do now will also benefit the future and beyond. And so I want to encourage you today that the same faith that it took our church from 56 years ago and those journeys is the same steps of faith that we're going to have to take today if we're going to possess this opportunity that maybe the Lord has put before us. You know, there's a few ways to go. We need change of use. We need to raise some funds and we need to pray that everything goes smoothly. But you know, we've come this far and we're taking every step 
cautiously, prayerfully. And we believe now that we're on the brink of moving forward. But we need you as a church to be involved 100% wholeheartedly. Because the leadership team and ourselves, we have been diligent. We, we're doing all we can. But if, we, if this is not a corporate thing, if this is not a body thing, we'll never do it. And so we're just saying to you today, this, this is not just about raising money. This is about you, if this is your church, that you own this with us and that we're going to affect the next step by faith and believe the Lord. So let me tell you um, where we are. So we're going to be open as possible with you, tell you where we are and what we're going to need to do if we're going to actually possess this opportunity uh, for our future and also for our present. It is possible to make this journey with this amazing building that you can see some of the slides behind us. It's amazing that this building, how it was left, um, the, the facilities, just, just the, 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 the refers, the stuff that's in there. I know that uh, Val is a part of our building team. They've just been in the church recently, not long. And, uh, you know, he's just checked out the air conditioning just for your benefit. The air conditioning in this unit to replace that will be a million pound. Come on, you need to respond to that. It's already in there. The toilets are refurbished. There's carpet. This is just unbelievable. There is, and so I want to say to you, what's it going to take for us to possess something of three and a half acres and 250 car spaces at least? What is it going to take for us to get into this situation? First of all, it will be possible because with the sale of Gladstone Road and the diligent saving of Elam Church of Hampton, the saving, we have enough for the deposit. And also we will need to borrow, now listen to this, 35 years ago, our church needed to borrow for a mortgage £350,000 to buy Gladstone Road. We need um, to borrow 400000 for the mortgage for that building. So when you think about the difference through our savings and through the purchase the selling of Gladstone Row, we need a mortgage of £400,000. And here's, here's some more encouraging news for you. With our outgoings monthly, by through using this place and, the, and our staff, that actually our, our tithes and offerings will cover the loan to pay back monthly that we borrow. And so where do we play the role? If the church can afford to pay back the £400,000 loan, why do we need a building fund? Well, here's the good news. That if we are actually going to make this step of faith, that means that we have given everything that we've got within our church. There's no more savings to fall back on. But what we do need is that we need to raise money to cover the fees, to actually get us in there and to do all that we need to do for the first stage so we can have an amazing Sunday experience and midweek activities. There is so much potential in this building and so we need to raise £150,000 to allow this to happen. Now I know that you'd be saying, well, look at economic times and we've considered that. It couldn't probably be the worst of time with interest rates, but do you know something? It's interesting how God sometimes works so that we need to trust him more. And so if this is an opportunity that God's put before us, then we've got to take the step of faith one step at a time, but we do need to raise a minimum of this amount of money for our first stage so we can get in there and do what we're doing right now and beyond. And so I want to encourage you. It means that we're going to have to continually, faithfully give our tithes and offerings uh, and continue with that. 
And for those in this room and online, for some of you, the Lord may speak to you and say, well, maybe some of you are not even tithing or giving on a monthly basis or a weekly basis. Maybe that's what God's going to speak to you about, where you're going to make a commitment to start honouring God with your first fruits, and then that will be something that will help us continue. For others in this room, it may be that you are in a position to give a one-off gift and a generous gift, but I believe every one of us in this room and online can sow a seed into the building fund. And so, you know, we don't want to do this with pressure. We don't want you to feel manipulated. This has to be a God thing. This has to be a heart thing. You know, when God called the people of God in the Old Testament, God said to Moses, I want my people to give me an offering. And I want them to do it out of a willingness of heart. No, no guilt, no condemnation. And according to what they have, it's amazing that some could give gold, some could give silver, some could give wool, and some could give wood. And everyone in this room and everyone online, you only can give from what you've got. And we're only asking you that whatever you make a decision, that you would ask the Lord and your giving will be out of faith and a cheerful heart and anticipation of sowing into the kingdom. If there's, nothing, if there's none of those ingredients in that, then please don't give because we want you to do this cheerfully. We've got to do this with an excitement for the glory of God. And so when we look at what is offered to us in this, in this new building, as I said, three and a half acres, to over 225 car spaces. On the first floor is 17,000 square feet. On one side is a 620-seater auditorium. On the other side is the same bit bigger space for like a, a chapel space. But again, with over 8,000 square feet of hospitality and offices just on one floor. And then when you go down the stairs, another 7,000 square feet with a cafe, restaurant, area, amazing kitchen, more offices for our kids' church in the morning. And it's just unbelievable. All done. It needs a hoover and a little lick of paint. And then when you go across the, this amazing car park, this three and a half acre site, you go to another building called the Learning Centre, which is over 4,000 square feet. Again, already been done, refurbished, again for our God Tots, God Tots and many other activities that we can do for our, our church. When you think about what we could do in this, it'll be, it's absolutely amazing. Not even thinking about the community that we can do in the future. We can have a conference centre. We can have just so many things that we can do to reach out also to the community. Because just over the, the road from, our, from this new site is now they are building 5,000 new homes, which is going to be the community which is just on our doorstep in the new Dustin area. It's absolutely incredible the position of this, of this place, not far from the motorway. I know that our, our region, our leaders are also excited about this could be a training centre for ministry. There are just so many options that we could do now, but not only now, but are for our future. You know, the early church was filled with a spirit that just didn't only speak in tongues. Because you know something, talk is cheap. It's now time to act. We sing the songs, we come to church, and now it's like the Lord's saying, well, now the rubber hits the road, guys. Are you ready to take possession? Are you ready to roll up your sleeves and give your skills? Are you ready to give financially? And do you know something? When you look to the New Testament, there are churches there that Paul uses to use as an example of how they gave. The church in Corinth, he used the Macedonian church to use them as an example. He said, in the midst of their very sincere trial, the overflowing joy and the extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity. 
Listen to this. They gave as much as they were able, even beyond their ability. It says this is the key. They gave themselves first to the Lord and then by the will of God to us. We're asking you to seek the Lord. We're asking you to ask him what he wants you to give. And so we've done that with our lives personally. We've sat down and said, what do you think in this first stage of giving, what do you think that we can do, me and Linda ourselves? And because we've, we've we decided and prayed about a figure, we, we now, the, how we can do that is that we're going to give every month till we reach that figure for the next five months. We can't do it all in one go, but what we can do after we get our salary, we can make some adjustments according to what we have and so we can manage our money but every month we're going to set aside an amount of money till we reach this figure that we've prayed about willingly in our heart, not grudgingly. So I'm asking you to pray. It may be that you want to give over 12 months. It, whatever it is, you just got to ask the Lord what it is that you can do. Some of you can give gold and some of you can give wood. Some of you have been given more so you can give extra. But I'm asking you to be generous. I'm asking you to have a faith gift because I believe that we could do something amazing for Northampton and beyond. So let me encourage you today as we come to pray over our church and over our future. You know, we don't want this to be like every week calling you for more money. We want this to be a God thing. And up to now, this I'm telling you, when we tell you the full story, you know, and we're going to share some more details in more full in the future. But I'm telling you how this has come around I only can say it's got to be God. But now this is something for us that we want this to show us, Lord, well, how's your people? Where's our hearts for the next season? Because I believe that God wants us to do something. And so how can you help? On our website, you know, Lee's been working hard and thank God for him and what he's done. You see that when you click on our website now, there'll be a page called Building. And so when you press on that, it'll take you straight to this. And there'll be three areas where you can offer your service to the Lord and to our church. And the first is your skills. As I said, that there's people in the church who have already been talking to me about their, their professional skills where they can give it to the church as we go forward. Plumbing, you know, electrician, joiner, whatever it is that your skill, you know, project manager, whatever it is that you're gifted with that you can offer it to the church. Press on the button, press skills, fill in a form and it'll tell us your availability and your skills. Number two, prayer. You'll press on that button. It'll take you to a calendar where you can fill in a 30-minute slot where you will pray. First of all, three things. That you'll pray that our building will be sold to another, to the, the, person, the people that's buying our church is the AOG Church in Northampton. So it's going to another gospel uh, mission. So pray that everything goes through for them. Number two, that we will get change of use for a place of worship, and number three, that we will get all the funds that we need for the first stage. And so that's what, how you can get involved. And so please, stand with us. Let's see God be glorified, and let's copy the commitment of those that in the years that have gone by, committed, rolled up their sleeve, and allowed us to have the freedom that we've got today. Remember what we do now will affect the next generation. You know, we have an amazing and deeply rich heritage, Elam Church, Northampton. And this is a legacy thing. As we step in faith towards purchasing this new building, yes, it's going to benefit us for now, right now. 
If you've got children and you come to church, you know that a new building with lots of space, with lots of car parking facilities, is going to make life easier for you when you come to church. To know that you've got a separate, secure provision for the God tots, and you've got young children, you know that's going to make your life easier coming to church. But also, it's for the future. It's for your children. It's for your children's children. Whether you've got them physically or spiritually, or ever, we are about God's business. Jason and I are first-generation Christians. That means we didn't come from families that were Christians. We stepped into a church one day, and as we stepped into that church, we were stepping into the hard work of the generations before us that had paid by all sorts to make that building available because we want to create a place for the lost to come to. We want to create a place where there will be salvations in the house. We want to create a place that has the space for God to do what he wants to do in that part of Northampton. So legacy. We are standing here today, and many of you are here today, because of the legacy of the believers that went before you. Yes. And so also, just to let you know, we'll be having another informal meeting in person or on Zoom. For any one of you who'd like to ask questions on the stages and costings, so we're more than happy to chat about that. So Sunday the 11th of June at 6 p.m. at Gladstone Road, and also have a Zoom link. There will be an opportunity for you to unpack and just to help you with the costing and any questions, and especially if you're giving a contribution to the building fund. And so I think that's about it, isn't it? We're just going to pray. I wonder if um, the band are behind us. Yes. I just want to take space for the Holy Spirit right now. And if you're able, why don't you just stand to your feet? Just um, Just before we pray, there's a couple of things that we're going to hand to you. The ways that you can give. We've done it in a way that I think is impossible for nobody not to give. So what we can do, there's a barcode that you can scan or take you straight to our website. As you leave, there's an amazing leaflet about the new building. Also an envelope for you to take home and pray because some of you may not have been ready for today. But you can take that home and you can pray about what you would want to sow into the kingdom. Also, there is a card machine. If you tap it, you can unwrap it. (laughs) You can give that way. Um, But there's many ways that you can give. Uh, And so we just want to release the Holy Spirit today. Yeah. And it's not just about your money. We want to release the Holy Spirit to your heart that he will do something amazing today. Something will be deposited in your heart for his kingdom. For some of you, God's going to call into ministry. Some of you is going to speak to you about your gift and your ability. Something's going to happen. The shift in this next season of our church, God is going to begin to move on people's hearts because without that, we'll not be able to take the next move. We're going to ask God to release a spirit of generosity. Some of you have got the gift of giving. And now that's the time for that to be released. Some of you online right now, God is speaking to you about what gift you need to sow and how you can help for this next season. Some of you are intercessors and God's going to wake you up to begin to get on your knees and pray and and call on God that we'll have favour with the counsellors, that we will have everything we need to go forward within the church. This is a body opportunity. It's not just a few people. Yeah. So Linda's going to pray and then I'm going to pray and then we're going to worship. We're going to have a couple of songs, hopefully, guys, that we missed out and 
We're going to celebrate this Pentecost Sunday and release God's Spirit. If you've not been filled with the Spirit, we're going to ask God to do that too. He can do more than we can ever even think of or imagine according to the power that works within us. Okay. You know, we are all gathered together in this place and some of you are watching online and you are still a part of what we are doing here today. We are the same place as those believers nearly 2,000 years ago. We are in that upper room. We are praying and we are waiting. We are waiting for the promise of the Holy Spirit. Some of you have received that. Some of you need to be refreshed in that. But we are gathered together in unity. We might have other differences, but we are gathered together because we love Jesus, because we believe in Jesus Christ, because we believe in the kingdom of God, because we realise that we are the children of God, we are the church, and we realise that God wants to work through us for His purposes and for His glory. Yes, Lord. I wonder if you would just open your hands right now as I pray. Father God, here are your children. Here is your church. And Lord, we stand before you today on this day of Pentecost. And we say, use us, Lord, for your glory. Lord, right now, quicken our spirits and show us what we have in our hands that we can use to build your kingdom, to advance this church in Northampton. Holy Spirit, I pray right now that you will come down like fire from heaven and that you will ignite us again, Lord, that you will refresh us again, Lord, that, Lord, you would again remind us of our purpose in your glory. That, Lord, however little, however big we think that we can bring, that, Lord God, you take it, you receive it, and it brings you glory. Yes, Lord. So, Lord, with your, your people stood right now, with our hands open to you, hands that might seem empty, but, Lord, they are full. We give it to you, Lord. We give whatever we have and we give it right now to you. And we pray that prayer, Lord, use me. Lord, here I am. I'm ready, I'm willing, I'm available. Lord God, use me for your glory. Yes, Lord. In Jesus' name. Yes, Lord. Father, we just release right now. Father, we pray that you would just begin to stretch our faith muscles. Father, I pray, Lord God, that you begin to breathe new life, Lord, on your people in this place and online. I ask you, Father God, to speak, Lord, by your Spirit, Lord, faith, Lord, into our hearts and into our life. Father, I ask you, Lord God, that let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, you promise that you'll provide all our needs. And so, Father God, I pray, 
Lord, in your people today, Lord, that you release a spirit of generosity. And Father, I pray, Lord, that not one person in this room or online will ever, ever outgive you. And Father, whatever is sown, Lord, I know that you will bless them abundantly in their lives. Lord, and we ask you that our turn in this moment, that they will be able to give your name glory. I pray, Lord, that we, our names, will be in the history books, that one day they'll stand up and say in a time, not only referring to what has gone, but to this moment when this church took a step of faith and made it possible to enter in the promises of God for our next generation. May, Lord, we may step up and step out, Lord, Lord. for your name. And, Lord, we know that many thousands of people will be touched with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so, Father God, we release your presence. Lord, we release blessing over your people. We release joy, Lord, and faith. And we ask it in the name of Jesus. And all God's people said, Amen. And all God's people said, Come on, let's give God praise.